Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? I'm slightly pumped because I've just been making a really stupid video for TikTok, um, which today is Monday, but you're going to hear this Thursday. So uh, you may have seen it on uh, Reels or Facebook or wherever, but um, yeah, my dog's interrupted me doing a stupid Reel and it's just really made me laugh. So how are you doing? I hope that you are having a good day, good time of it. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not sure where we're going to go today. And I am really, I'm just being dramatic. But I wanted to start off by talking to you about some lessons that I've been having recently. And you will know that I call lessons spiritual slaps. And I call them spiritual slaps because they hurt. And they seemingly come out of nowhere. Although, of course, once we are out of the shock of being whopped around the face, we can recognise that we created these things for ourselves. So I can't remember if I've told you this before, but I have got a real thing about wanting to be doing this with other people. 
And in honesty, I think it's a good thing because it's one of the reasons that I share everything I know with everybody is because what I really would like more than anything in the whole world is to have medium friends to go along this bumpy journey with, other friends to demonstrate with, where the whole night and the whole pressure of the entire demonstration is not on your shoulders. And again and again and again, uh, the message comes back to me needing to do it by myself and trying to tread that path. Now, um, I know that tomorrow, for me, in the moment of recording this, but two days ago, for you, see, time doesn't exist. You can tell it's a human construct, can't you? It's just so bloody complicated. You know Lynn Gosney, who I interviewed on Tuesday? Um, when I was on her shamanic course, they I was very lucky to be the centre of a journey for a message from the spirit world. And that message was... It was incredible. Let me tell you about it. So I had to lie down as if I was in a longboat and all of the other people on the course had to row. And Bruce was drumming and Lynn was holding the space and, and seeing for me. And they went to get a message from the spirit world for, for me. It was pretty amazing. Anyway, at one point we we're crossing the sea mentally in this construct that we've built to, to get to the message. And there is this gigantic wave of resistance that everybody felt at the same time. It was so huge. Whoa! And on the other side of it was a hot air balloon. But the hot air balloon only had space for one person in the basket. And it was a real message that I have to do this on my own. And of course, the wave of resistance was my own resistance to that. And this is something that has come up in my journey time and time and time again. And every time I try to, to override it or cheat the system or I inadvertently forget that that's how it's supposed to be for me, I get burnt in various different ways. So this has manifested in ways like going into business with somebody that I knew that I shouldn't go into business with, really. I knew it wasn't a bad idea. I had plenty of signs and messages that it was a bad idea. And eventually it exploding in my face after me for months burying my head in the sand and hoping it was going to resolve itself and hoping that I could escape unscathed and it would just all get tied up in a neat little bow and I could leave it somehow. Um, but it never did. And I had to make the hard decision. In fact, I was forced by the universe uh, to make a decision because something to do with her came up. And then I knew that she wasn't in a space where she should be allowed to be teaching people. And that was very complicated and very heartbreaking and very difficult for her and for me. And I know, as I often say to you guys, that in her story of that, I am the bad guy. And to a certain extent, I'll agree with that. I did the best that I could do with the limits within myself at that time. But I should have taken action sooner, undoubtedly. And so I can take my bad guy status in that story. 
So we've got things like that. We've got things like when I tried to run a spiritual fair at a venue and um, the owners of the venue had said to me, please, please, will you do a fair here? We think it will be amazing. Um, the owner of the venue had uh, was an editor of a newspaper. They were um, having financial troubles, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but I know that they really wanted an event to put their venue on the map. And I said to them, do you want me to organise caterers? No, no, we want to showcase our catering. We're going to do afternoon teaks. We're going to do this, that and the other. And so um, as the months went by, and I was doing this for no money, may I say, I was doing this as a great way to get lots of people together. This is always how I work. Lots of people together, lots of people collaborating on a great experience. And every single penny that I earned from store fees went into advertising. So we get to nearer the date. I keep emailing them. They're not replying. I've got people messaging me saying they're trying to book afternoon teas and they're not getting a response. I arrive on the day. The venue is has got stuff left out in it. It's not ready to go. They haven't got any food or drink organised. They end up doing um, like greasy burgers that you'd get at a fun fair at a mind body spirit fair. You can imagine, you can imagine how people felt about that. So the whole place smelt like a, you know, the smell of a cheap burger cooking anyway. So that was a lesson. And you think, okay, I've learned these lessons now. And mixed in with that is also, I think, a big part of it is my craving for validation. And I know in intellectually that a craving for validation will be the thief of all of the joy in the things that you do. And yet, I can't seem to stop myself doing it when I'm doing it. I'm not aware of it until afterwards. And then I think, oh my God, I was like a dog rolling onto my back going, tickle my tummy, please tickle it, tickle it. Now, it's funny, isn't it? Because I heard Lady Gaga being interviewed once and she once said the, the desire for validation, that need for applause, is what drives her to be who she is. And so I don't think it's necessarily always a bad thing, but sometimes it can be really, really damaging. And I'm going to tell you a story here now about, oh, I'm resisting it already. <sighs> validation. So I have worked with some really great teachers. I have also worked with some not so great teachers. And the irony being that sometimes when you work with um, people who perhaps you put on a pedestal is that you, you seek their approval, you seek validation from them. And when I started this podcast, um, I invited some of my colleagues, for want of a better expression, uh, to be on it, other mediums that I had met on the journey too. And some of them didn't even have the courtesy, oh, hang on, I'm going to cough. Some of them didn't even have the courtesy to reply and just ignored me and some of them just instantly acted like I'd um, handed them a turd 
with a bow on it. And we're like, what? No, why would I want to do that? And that's fine. That's life. That's how it goes. And some of the teachers that I had to really be very brave to ask if they would be part of the podcast and if they would come on board. And it it really took a lot for me to ask them because I felt embarrassed or I don't know. And they turned me down in differing ways. Um, And it was very interesting for me sometimes not the nicest ways let's put it like that I mean I think one of the teachers who I was paying hundreds of pounds to for mentorship said well I can't say yes to that because I get invited to things all the time and uh, if I said yes to everything it would you know take over my life and I understand that as a concept but it could have been said a bit softer Now, I also understand the purpose in these lessons. This is the spirit world trying to teach me not to seek external validation. And it's one of those things where it's kind of ironic because obviously this podcast is surpassing even my wildest dreams in downloads and the people that it's reaching. And so for all of them, this is kind of like my pretty woman moment because that's way bigger audiences than they have and would have been a great chance for them to get out in front of more people and too late now suckers anyway (laughs) so there's that and I might joke about it but actually of course I'm wounded by that I'm still upset by that I'm still trying to heal from that Um, feeling of let's be honest rejection feeling like there was one little click in particular where nobody from that click replied and the teacher that was part of that click acted like I'd handed them a um, something disgusting they didn't want to be part of at all and I know that they've been you know they were talking about me like why would we want to do that and that's okay but of course, I've had to, to deal with that. And that adds to your vulnerability. It's hard putting yourself out there and offering your um, self, your vulnerability for people to hear and not knowing how it's going to land and if people are going to like it or not. And that's absolutely part of the journey. So Fast forward to recently, and I think I've put all this stuff behind me, and I'm doing really well, and oh my god, look, moving forward, shine your shiny light, look how brave you're getting. And lo and behold, you realise in in an absolute second that you haven't been doing better at all, and you've just been telling yourself the story that you're doing better with seeking validation while still making those choices. So I got invited to teach on a um, teacher's weekend course. Now I'm going to tell you something that's kind of embarrassing in um, retrospect because it's such a red flag. It's like it, it's a flag, it's, it's humongous. It's not one you'd put in a sandcastle, it's one you'd hang off a castle. Um, it's absolutely the reddest, biggest, brightest flag ever, but I didn't see it because I'm so desperate for someone to tickle my tummy. So I was invited to go on this teaching weekend as part of the teaching group, 
but I had to pay to attend. I know. And at the time, I did think, oh, that's unusual. But I thought, oh, well, this is a really good chance for me. This is an opportunity to reach a wider audience and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I paid for this weekend. And they said that they would um, pay my single person supplement for me. So I paid whatever I paid and they were going to put 50 quid in towards it. And I thought, okay, well, that's really good. Anyway, I booked straight away. They told me I had to book as if I was an attendee through their website. So I did. Um, And I got the booking confirmation, but no sort of, I see you've booked, nothing personal. And I thought, okay. And then a few months went by and I messaged and just said, can you give me a bit more detail about the teaching? Um, What's happening? And they said, oh, I didn't even know you've booked. And I said, oh, yes, I booked straight away after you invited me. And they said, oh, didn't realise. That's nice. Um, I'll get in contact with you a bit later when it's nearer the time and give you some more information. And I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. You don't want to be too pushy, do you? I understand that I am alpha organised, Capricorn. Um, I'm like Monica from Friends. I like everything done, tidied, dealt with. It's a massive part of my personality. It's also the reason uh, that I get so much done. When people say to me, how do you manage to do everything you do with your business and your life? That's how. I'm hyper obsessively organised. So I thought, okay, well, not everybody's like me. Get a grip, Hannah. It's not a sign. But all the time, of course, there was that voice inside going, why did you have to pay to teach? Normally people pay you to teach them. Why did you have to pay to teach? That's really weird. Is that not weird? And trying to to chew that over. And then all of a sudden I get an email saying, um, you haven't paid your single person supplement. So I messaged them back and said, I'm I'm teaching. Um, I don't need to pay the single person supplement. I was told that would be covered and got no response. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So I thought, okay, that's done, never mind. Then fast forward another month and I get another request for a single-person supplement. So this time I reply to the assistant again, but I also 
email the, the person that invited me and just say, hey, um, not sure why I'm getting an invoice for this. Have I got it wrong? Thinking, oh my God, am I now going to have to pay even more money to teach on your course? And they come back, oh, of course, forgot you were coming. So it's the second time I've been forgotten now. And uh, yeah, that's fine. No, I'll cover that. No problem at all. Fast forward another month. And I'm like, right, okay. So it's only a few weeks until it's starting now. Is, is, I've had no details. So I message and just say, hi, um, can I have some details about the class, the class size, how long the session is, what you want me to do? And then it turns out that I've been forgotten for the fourth time, dear listeners. And, um, they have, offered out all the teaching to all the other teachers and there's very little left that I can pick from to teach that's not already being covered and I just thought why am I doing this to myself why is my need for validation so big needy, (laughs) I don't know what the word is, that I would put myself in these situations where I'm paying money to be overlooked. And that is not the first time I've had that on courses as well. I told you about that teacher that said to me, you're not as good as you think you are, when I was actually asking them for help and nearly in tears because I didn't believe I could do anything. Um, what, why is that pattern still going? And isn't it interesting that we can tell ourselves that we've evolved past something while still doing actions that are exactly the same frequency of what we're saying we've overcome? I uh, went out for the cocktails with a friend of mine this week. It was really lovely to catch up. Lunchtime cocktails, ladies and gents, lunchtime. And she's been single for a while and she had a really, really bad marriage where she was disregarded by her husband incessantly, completely. And um, she's since met somebody else and that ended badly. And then she met somebody else and she's just finished it with them because of that exact same thing. Now, none of them have been as bad as the first one, but... She's still having to learn that lesson of self-prioritization and wanting somebody where she is the whole world to them. And we were discussing how it's so funny that it's just essentially the same lesson again and again, just wrapped in a different package. And that was very topical for me because I'd come to this realization with my need for validation from people that I've put on a pedestal. And I know that's natural, that's human. Of course we need that. We all want that. But it really did just hit me all at once. Like you're an absolute, you're a moron. (laughs) How do you not know better yet? And then I thought, well, this is it. This is life. This is what we come here for. This is the journey. And it's not supposed to be linear. It's supposed to be up and down. And then I knew that I had to just share it with you all um, so that you would 
understand when you get it wrong that we're all doing stupid shit like this. We're all undermining our power all the time <laughs> and and working on through that. And I think when you go on social media, you see so many people telling you that they're, they're, they're such a lot of strong spiritual people at the moment with really strong, I'm cutting ties to that which doesn't serve me, which I agree with. I really do agree with. But equally, when you're seeing just streams and streams of that, you think, well, bloody hell, why can't I do that? Why am I 42 years old and still learning the same lessons that I was learning when I was 10? How is this even possible? It's ridiculous. But actually, that's okay. That is the journey. And we are here sometimes to cycle around, I think, in the same things again and again. And I have to learn to find a place of forgiveness for myself, of putting myself in that position, even though I just feel, I feel ashamed. If I'm honest, I feel embarrassed. I feel, yeah, silly. And it's been hard for me to tell you guys that because of the shame I've got attached to it. But then I also think it's really important that people are talking about this stuff. It's not just sunshine and flowers. It is, oh man, how did I end up in that position again? How did I end up in that? And trying to find your way through it. And there's no doubt that I am valuing myself way more than I was three years ago. But even within that, I'm still making choices that undermine me, that detract from my greatness, is what I'm going to say. And I think we all do that. And we don't know we're doing it. This is the thing about being a human being. You don't realise you're doing it until it gets big enough to slap you and then it stings. And then you feel very emotional about it and ashamed and guilty and embarrassed and all of that stuff. But that is to err is human. And it, that's what my soul came here for. So I think it's it's fascinating. There's also something coming up for me at the moment with um again wanting to be liked and understanding you're not the person for everybody and trying to find your space within that as a teacher. So um that's quite a fascinating space to be in as well, understanding that you are not the teacher for everybody. And me wanting, at, at the base of it, to be liked by everyone. And knowing that that's not physically possible, but still carrying out actions that would support that ideal and finding that space. And I have been thinking recently, it's obviously all tied up in the same energy within me. So it's rising. Those of you that have done healing will know what happens is as you heal, the, the stuff that you need to deal with comes up into your consciousness for you to deal with and remember. And sometimes you will deal with it and it will be gone and that will be dealt with and done. And sometimes you will cycle around in it again and again and again. And that's important to understand. And uh, one of those things is I remember teaching a group of uh, Reiki masters once. And I was obviously even then, because this was a few years ago now, 
picking up on that vibe of spirit-led Reiki, which is very um, empowering for the individual just working with the spirit world in the simplicity of it, which is why I've created that Reiki system, because it's so needed. Humans are really getting in the way with healing, in my opinion. And uh, I remember talking to them because I was teaching them how to do attunements. So for those of you who don't know, um, it is taught when you do Azui Reiki and Angelic Reiki that you have an attunement which adjusts your energy system for you to be able to flow the Reiki energy. And your Reiki master will draw symbols into your energy field and sometimes blow on you with a stupid breath that I just cannot get my head around. It's so human. It is um, holding one of the Reiki symbols, Dicomio, in your mind's eye and imagining a ball floating up through your third eye, round the back of your skull, down your neck, down your spine, um, through your Kundalini chakra, so right by your private bits, changing colour, coming up and then blowing out of your mouth. And the whole time you do that loop, you have your tongue pressed up behind your teeth. So when you blow, you have to blow on people holding that tongue to the to your teeth. Now, it's a bit ridiculous and very human to me. And we were doing this Reiki Masters course and I was just saying... I'm going to teach you how to do it, how how I was taught by my Azui master. But equally, as a master, the course is much more philosophy-based because you have to be in that space of expanding if you want to teach people. You can't just be a good spiritual teacher and say the same things that you were taught on repeat. You can't be a good spiritual teacher and read aloud from a book that you have read that somebody else wrote. You have to add your own take. Otherwise, you're not changing the frequency of it to make it you and you won't attract people who will give you that fulfilling experience. I see people all the time at the moment nicking things off my podcast and sharing it on their social medias without um, citing me or, or saying that they got it from me or things like that. Students that I've taught setting up their own courses, which I support and applaud as long as you're going to add something to it that isn't just what I taught you last week. Because otherwise that's just not right. Anyway, as an aside from that, I did speak to Spirit about it because I was getting a little cheesed off. And then they keep, every time they're doing it now, they just sing Eminem. It feels so empty without me, at me, every time. And that's a good reminder. They might be stealing my words, but they're never going to steal my energy. They're never going to steal the integration that I have done and the learning that I have done to get to this space. Anyway, I digress. So we're at this Reiki course and I'm saying to the masters, now here's a question for you. Do you think that I can do anything to your energy system that isn't already there? Bearing in mind that energy knows no time, no space. Why do, why do you need me to do an attunement? Isn't the energy already there? And we were discussing that. 
And we were discussing that the purpose of an attunement and whether there is value in it, because I think these are important things to be asking if you are a Reiki master, not just carrying on with the same old, this is how it was done, this is how it's been done for 200 years, but allowing it to evolve. So, so important. And um, it's funny because lots of the people there were very receptive to it. And and one of them even said, I've been thinking about this. You know, what's it for? Do we need it? And we were discussing all of that. And of course, you need to come to your own opinion about it. But what was really interesting to me was one of the students on it, who I had worked with for quite a long time at this point, was really offended by what I was saying and told me that I was taking all the magic out of it. Now, that's a real differing uh, opinion on things, isn't it? Because to me, the magic is the fact that we are magical. The magic is not that we disempower ourselves by asking spirit to do it for us. It's the recognition that we are spirit and we are in control and that we are limitless not that we need to follow a set of rules that have been humanised and recycled and changed slightly to suit ego and demand and requirement and need and greed and money, that we're above and beyond all of that. And we all have the capability to communicate with spirit clearly, fully, easily, whenever we want to. But I've lost that student and I've had no contact with them since. They unsubscribed from my mailing list. They left the group chat that we were in. um, And so, and that's such a weird thing to be in because I get it as a, in my brain where you can't please everybody. But then there's the part of me, the little girl, Hannah, that I can hear inside saying, but I want you to like me. I want you to think I'm a good teacher. I've worked hard on my teaching. And it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Because I should be really validated. I mean, you guys validate me all the time. And this is not a Seeking Validation podcast. This is just about playing around within that, that we require it, even though we're getting it and where we are with that. That's so interesting. So that's where I'm at at the moment, being slapped around with good reason. I need these slaps. I need to try and resolve this stuff. But I didn't want to just put out something glossy and chirpy when actually I'm feeling a little bit like I've been put in a barrel and rolled down a hill at the moment. And I think it's important to express that and be with that and... You can be successful and needy. You can be validated by so many people and still make decisions that undermine your power. Mm. Well, I hope this has been of value to you all and not just a dear diary session for me, but, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. And um, thank you, as always, for all your validations, for all your reviews and for listening to me bleating on. 
And uh, yeah, normal service may be resumed next week or I might still be in this energy. Let's see what happens. But I will catch up with you all again soon. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.